the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Talking money, talking investing. Today, talking health care and the Supreme Court. The ruling has come down. It affects 18-plus percent of our economy at this point in time. There's no way that you can tell me that this is not important to talk about. This is one of those days where we have to talk about it, and for better or for worse. Healthcare is huge, and now the liberals got a victory as one of the conservative judges jumped to their side. And basically it came down to him saying that, you know, hey, we're allowed to tax, therefore we're allowed to tax. And this isn't imposing anything crazy on you and forcing people to do something that we're – you get health care, you pay a tax on it. That's the whole idea. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of these and what it looks like and why we're talking about this. First and foremost, the spider, the select sector fund of just overall health care – Trading down 1.3%. The hold on, let me get this right so I don't blow this. The healthcare insurance ETF, which is IHF, trading down one third of a percent today. The medical device sector trading down two percentage points. The companies that do benefits, uh, they're going to be pushing a lot more drugs in the future. CVS, down 1%. Walgreens, down 1%. Express Scripts, down one-third of a percent. XKC Health Insurance Solutions, down 2.2%. Aetna, Emeritus, Almost Family, LHC Group, Gentiva Health, Addis Home Care, and Skilled Health Care, as well as KimMed. These are the home health hospice companies. All trading down 2%. The managed healthcare like HealthNet, United Health, Molina Healthcare, Centene, Universal American, WellPoint, Coventry, Cigna, Humana, Catalyst Health Solutions, HCA, WellCare, Triple S, EMC, Amerigroup, Magellan Health Services. As a group trading lower, but get this, the big boys are the ones trading lower in the group. The smaller players are the ones trading higher. Thus, we're thinking they're going to get acquired by the bigger boys. So the managed healthcare, they now have to supply healthcare to 30 plus million more Americans. Like people with conditions that they don't want to insure. People with conditions that they'll lose money on. They're going to get a lot more people. And one way that they're going to make money is volume, volume, volume. So the big boys are going to have to acquire the small boys. Amerigroup is considered a small boy, ticker symbol AGP. WellCare is considered a small boy, trading up 7% today. 
WellCare Health Plans, ticker symbol WCG. HCA Holdings up 2 bucks today, up 7%. Same idea. The small fish is going to be eaten by the big fish. Centene trading up 2%. Small fish eaten by the big fish. Universal American up. So those are the really only winners we're seeing today, even though this is going to be a bigger part of our overall health care. Now, the long-term health care business, same thing, trading a little bit lower. Kindred Healthcare, ticker symbol K&D, Sun Healthcare, ticker symbol Sun, S-U-N-H. Uh, Brookdale Senior Living, it's a small guy, market cap of about $2 billion. They're trading up a little bit. Sunrise Senior trading lower. Then there's like five-star Capital Senior. The medical device stocks. Pretty weak across the board. Medtronic down 1%. Covidian down 1%. Intuitive Surgical down 12 bucks, down 2.3%. They're going to have to pay 2.5% tax on all the product they sell to help fund this initiative. Strikers lower. St. Jude's lower. Zimmer Holdings lower. Boston Scientific. So it's a pretty historic day. If anyone really wants a list of the stocks that I just went through, you're more than welcome to ask me for it for one business day until June 29th, and then it's over. So stocks are falling today on the whole J.P. Morgan story. Uh, the credit derivatives may total as much as $9 billion in losses. So two-day rally on the S&P 500. Looks like it might end today. J.P. Morgan's pulling down other banks. Is, again, they kind of embarrassed themselves a little bit here. Uh, having J.P. Morgan out there setting up uh, the tone right now, it's negative. Financial shares, we don't want a lot of regulation in the financial industry. Even though the financial industry does use FDIC-insured funds, they get that government FDIC insurance, right? So that's one of the reasons like, we're a little bit angry at them at this point in town. The EU, European Union, is on their 19th summit now. Uh, how many more do we need? Family dollars amongst the companies reporting numbers today that were a little bit disappointing, and that's pulling down the low-end retailer. And that's telling us this economy is getting a little bit tougher. Consumer spending will get weaker. It's the high court spurs rally for hospital stocks. That's the one sector I didn't go over. I should have. Hospitals now, they don't have uninsured people. But they have to legally treat. No more losses. Radio Shack. Chief Merchandise Officer Scott Young has resigned from the electronics retailer. He took that job in April of 2010. Other stories of note, NASDAQ's going to unveil its compensation plan related to the trouble-plagued Facebook IPO. NASDAQ has previously proposed to offer cash and discounted trading fees to cover $40 million in losses. Qualcomm in the news today. Cantor Fitzgerald initiated coverage of the company with a $66 price target. Analysts see Qualcomm as dominant in the mobile chipset market and describe their array of intellectual property as daunting. They supply an estimated 45% of smartphone baseband chips, and will benefit as that market grows. Further in this analyst commentary, Qualcomm has strong design momentum for the integrated S4 MSMs, mobile station modems, and anticipated improving supply during first quarter 2013. Qualcomm's a dominant company with intellectual property. Dominant. Or as he says, daunting. Monsanto is in the news. Citigroup likes quite a bit about Monsanto, including gains in the U.S. corn and soybean seed markets. Its position in Latin America, new products like Drought Guard and Integrated Farm Systems. 
So Monsanto getting a little bit of love today. General Mills in the news today. Uh, Morgan Stanley's changing their guidance after the company gave weaker guidance. Concerned about pension and tax headwinds on the company. What else do we have to see out there today? I'm sure there's something. Jobless claims near 2012 highs. That's negative. But I don't really need to tell you that, do I? Jobless claims decreased by 6,386,000. To the part of the labor market that's really problematic is we're not adding jobs. We're not creating jobs. So fewer people, this is a number that's good enough to get us by. But we need the jobs creation. Experts were wrong on Obamacare decision. Everyone thought it was going to go down political lines. It didn't. What will this mean for the presidency and the candidacy? You can tweet me at Rob Black Show. Tweet Rob Black Show. I'd like to get your opinions, your feedback, your thoughts, your questions. Uh, just your overall approval. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. U.S. Supreme Court upholds the core of President Obama's health care overhaul. I'm Charlie Palatamp, Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. U.S. health care stocks remain lower. Today's decision gives President Obama an election year triumph and preserves most of a law that will expand insurance to millions of people. Bloomberg's Megan Hughes is outside the U.S. Supreme Court. What happens going forward? First of all, the reforms that have already been implemented, things like allowing young people to be put on their parents' insurance up until the age of 26, all of those reforms will stay in place because of today's decision. And then you've got the individual mandate, the big controversial question here. That will go into effect in 2014, requiring Americans either get insurance or pay a fine. Now that's expected to add anywhere between 12 and a half and 22 million people to the insurance rolls. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 148 points, a decline of 1.2 percent. S&P 500 index down 15 points, also a drop of 1.2 percent. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I am so excited in the next couple of days to take a look at how this is going to play out the Supreme Court basically upholding Obama's health care overhaul. The pharmacy benefit companies, they're winners with more pharmaceuticals being pushed into people. Hospitals are huge winners as fewer uninsured freebies that they're going to have to give out. I haven't really thought of the home health care hospice angle, but this is fun to watch. I, I know you're saying the next couple of days, analysts are going to have lots and lots of opinions on this, and it'll make for good reading. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. See, I'm so discombobulated right now, I can't even find the market numbers. It's not my focus of the day. The S&P 500 is lower, down 16. The NASDAQ down 45. 
and the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 150. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He's on the show on a regular basis. You can always find him at newfocusfinancial.com. A lot of people want to hire CFPs, and I know one of the questions that you ask is, how much money do you have in stocks, bonds? What's your house worth? How much income do you have? How much income will you need in retirement? But one of the lines in your forms is, how much do you have in stock options? In the Bay Area, a lot of people are wealthy on stock options. Let's talk a little bit about planning with stock options. Well, yeah, stock options are you know have been a historically a pretty successful way to build wealth in the Bay Area, but they're one of the hardest things to plan for. And you have so many different... There's there's restricted stock options or RSUs. They're just grants that vest over time. Um, there's incentive stock options and non-qualified stock options. And the first step when it comes to stock options is, is teaching a person to treat them as income. Because really all they are is the company can't afford to pay you what they think you're worth necessarily. They want you to work harder so that you have future benefit in the company's share appreciation. So you got to learn to treat your stock options as, as income. Don't treat it as a nest egg. Don't treat it as a home run. Don't treat it as anything but, like you said, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket in retirement. Therefore, you have to diversify out of your stock options because they are income. Yeah, and, and especially you know if you're younger and you you get up to ten to fifteen percent of your net worth in these leveraged options, and they don't expire for a long period of time, and you think the company's doing extremely well, then fine. But even after that, there there comes a point where you've got to make the decision that as the option ages, the leverage drops, and the downside risk is higher than the upside risk. And so, really, what what we do is keep a spreadsheet that shows, you know, here's the value of the stock, here's the strike price on the option, and any time that difference will still net you an eight to ten percent rate of return even after you pay Uncle Sam. That's when you know the trigger points are starting to hit, and you should start diversifying. So, if you're in your fifties, you need to, you know, start getting to the point where less than five to ten percent of your portfolio is in your company options. Um, and that number is a little lower in your 30s. You could do 15% if you're really super aggressive because you've got time to to deal with the fact of you know if the company goes upside down and your options are worthless, you've got time to make that up. And the way to look at it is your company, they already pay for your house, your car. They're already such a big portion of your your income and your your light daily costs that you can't have all your eggs in that one basket. Because sometimes companies do fail. Uh, Worldcom comes to mind. Enron comes to mind. So be careful on stock options. Well, yeah. And, and then also, we're starting to see incentive stock options being granted again. Um, that's one of those... We saw a lot of those in 1998, 1999, where people exercise them. And the idea with incentive stock options, if you if they've longer than two years from grant or one year since you've exercised them, if you exercise and hold them, you can eventually get qualified for capital gains treatment. But they're subject to AMT. So what happens is people... If they exercise too late in the year and they try to hold them, they could exercise late in one year, owe a huge AMT tax, and the company fails the next year, and you can't go bankrupt with Uncle Sam. You just can't. Um, So if you're doing incentive stock options, you've really got to plan very carefully for those, run a lot of models, realize the AMT tax, and if you're going to exercise and hold them, you've got to do it real early in the year, like the first few weeks of January, so that you have a whole year to be able to avoid the AMT um, by selling them early. It helps having a financial planner run the scenario for you or your own accountant run some scenarios you, for you. You got to have both. Okay. I mean, because to run those different scenarios, you need the, you know, pretty extensive tax software. And so the financial planner can come up with the strategies and the what if scenarios. And then you have the CPA or the enrolled agent run it through the models based on all the other issues, which is, you know, how much property taxes you pay can also throw you into AMT, how many other deductions can throw you into AMT. There's, there's, there's a lot of issues. 
managing your tax load is just as important as managing your insurance and your investments. Uh, anything else that we need to know about stock options? Well, then it kind of goes into ESPPs, which is the same deal. Um, the taxation is a little bit different, but what I tell people is, if again they're they're over ten percent in their their company stock and they're still buying the ESPPs for the discount, which makes sense financially in most in most good companies. Um, once those are two years old, make sure you have a plan once they reach that two year period, which is the qualifying date for most plans. They're eighteen months to two years start selling those systematically and reinvesting them into something else. And again, 2012, capital gains tax, 15%. 2013, 20% or higher. Right. So the tax laws change on a regular basis. People need to be aware of that. Right. Especially uh, you know, when you're sitting on a large sum of money. It's funny. I used to think of stock options as that person's sexy because they got stock options. Mm-hmm. The early 2000s and 90s were very good to say that you had stock options. Lots of option grants and free BMWs back then. Absolutely. A lot of people would convert and go and splurge on a car, which is something you should avoid doing because cars are depreciating assets. Uh, any final thoughts? Um, no, just the idea of treating it as income. And, and don't be afraid of taxes. Taxes are going to be there if it's a success, successful situation. So um, you pay taxes when you have success, and you just have to plan to pay the least amount of taxes, but still keep the most amount of your net worth. I would argue that the estate tax is not success. <laughs> the estate? You die, you owe tax. But then again, you were successful in your life, so I see what you're saying. That's Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. So a couple other stories uh, mulling around in my head today, and there, there are some stories outside of Obamacare and healthcare. Is it rude for me to say Obamacare? I think that is. Um, summertime. You want to keep your kids busy during the summertime. It's expensive. American Express just came out with a study showing that the country's going to spend $16 billion this summer trying to keep kids occupied. About $1,000 for wealthy people this summer. $600 per child for an average family. 28 million families are expected to entertain their kids with some sort of day trip. Average family will spend more than $400 on a babysitter this summer. So the summer times are peak parenting expensive times as far as entertainment goes. Send your kid to summer camp or pay your mortgage. It's a good question. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about the family dollar store. What did they tell us and why do we care? It's going to be important, I promise you. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Rob Black Show. Follow me on, and by the way, at about 9.15 when the show is over, I put up all my morning notes, things that I drew upon. So maybe they help you, maybe they don't. I don't know. You can find it on Twitter or my Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Don't be shy. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. What's on your financial mind? I want to know. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, and I mean that. I truly, truly, truly mean that. We could talk about your feelings on the Obama health care uh, initiative that was upheld today. Are you mad about it? Are you angry about it? Where do you stand? Where do you fall? There's going to be some uh, new legislation to put in front of the Senate this morning. Um, and that's being tied towards uh, a road, highway, as well as student loan bill today. I think a lot of people would like to see that go into place. Um, hmm. Let's see if anyone's tweeted me today. Let's see. Nope, no tweets. So sad. I'd love for someone to get in touch with me from the Seattle KKOL. I would love to hear how the show's doing there. I would love to hear uh, from a, a listener in particular, not necessarily management, but from a listener. Uh, to me, that would be very, very nice. Very nice to see. Okay, so Family Dollar Store in the news today. And typically, you're going to say, why, do I, why should I care? Family Dollar Store, Dollar General, the Dollar Store, they're all something that we have to look at and think about. Why are they doing so well? Why are they doing so well? These stores are packed with people. And Family Dollar Store came out with some bad numbers today. Not good numbers. And going over them, it teaches you a little thing. Same store sales increased 5%. They're expected to increase 5.5%. So we're disappointed on that. It's not horrific. But it's bad. Inventory levels are up 22% year over year. That's not good. Inventory is telling me something along the lines of how much are they going to have to mark down? And more importantly, there's a big, a huge shift recently that's hurt their gross margins, a shift to lower margin consumables. So the people that are going into the dollar store, they're going in for the things that they absolutely need. They're no longer speculating on the dollar stuff that's all junky. That's interesting to me. I'm not sure it's interesting to you, but it's interesting to me. Uh, it's telling me that the consumer is getting weaker, not stronger, weaker. And that's a sign. Elsewhere out there, Rupert Murdoch's News Corp is going to split it, the $60 billion media company into two separately publicly traded publishing and entertainment companies. Murdoch's going to be chairman of both. And he's going to be chief executive of the entertainment business. Losses on J.P. Morgan's bungled trade could total as much as $9 billion, far exceeding earlier public estimates. In May, the bank said that they lost $2 billion on a bet on credit derivatives. I'm not seeing a lot that we're liking here. This is the kind of news that pulls financial stocks lower. Why? Because it gives power to Congress to say, 
you're basically operating a hedge fund with federally insured deposits within a bank. And there's some truth to that. There is a problem here. AOL rises 2%. They announced a pretty big buyback. I think they're going to buy back somewhere close to 14% of all their stock. There's a story out there that Facebook has been managing their numbers, so they're going to have a blowout quarter. I throw that out there not because I own shares of Facebook, but because it's a story that kind of makes you feel like they're sandbagging us. So they set the bar super low, under promise, and then over deliver. So Facebook did for itself a favor. You know, of course, they're going to get sued over it. But they set the bar very, very low. Of all of the analysts who were covering Facebook's stock and were not part of the underwriting team have been estimating that Facebook would earn about 15 cents per share in the second quarter. Facebook's first quarter is a publicly traded company. Now, all the underwriting analysts, the folks who receive verbal guidance from Facebook and finally publish their research, they're estimating 10 cents a share. So the outside analysts who have nothing to benefit, the inside analysts were told a very, very low number. So the consensus now is somewhere between 12 and 15 cents. Way under what analysts were expecting of 10 cents from the insiders. So that's a pretty big earnings jump. When you say you're going to earn 10 cents to the analyst and then you actually earn 12 to 15, that's a 50% improvement, 20 to 50% improvement. You know, will Facebook blow its quarter if they come out with 10 cents? Absolutely. People would be very bummed by that. If they deliver an upside surprise, will people go gaga over it? It's tough to go gaga over a company that big. So... It's like someone who weighs 400 pounds and they eat a slice of pizza. It's not going to dent them. If you're a 100-pound frail little girl and you eat a piece of pizza, it's going to stick straight to your thigh. Right? Um, Let's talk about some of the other issues that are out there. You know, yesterday I talked about wasting money. And I'm anti-wasting money. But with that said, you know, uh, I waste money. I admit it from time to time. I'm embarrassed to say it. But one of the tips that someone sent in is tied towards racing through the checkout line. One of the things you could do when you're online, she basically said, when you're at the checkout line, take two or three things out of your cart every time. Two or three things that you absolutely don't have to have. But the same thing could be said for Amazon.com. When I was setting up the studio here in San Francisco, I raced through it, and I got a sound card that, how shall we say, is less than optional. I didn't need it. I could have gone with a a better solution. Another area where I've made mistakes in the past is packing unwisely. I know that sounds odd, but you pay $25 to $35 for each checked bag on most airlines now. You'll pay more on an international flight. Spirit charges you 30 to 45 for your own carry-on. How can Spirit Airlines stay in business? Keep in mind, you could always factor in your bags and fly Southwest and JetBlue where you get two bags that fly free. 
So cramming two suitcases worth of stuff into one bag could cost you as well. If your luggage weighs more than 50 pounds, you tend to pay 50 and, 50 and $200 per bag. So that's one area where women have it easier because you're smaller and daintier than us. Your shoes are smaller. I've got size 13 feet. You know what they say about guys with big feet, right? Big shoes. But those big shoes in a suitcase take up the space. I can't pack a suitcase. Like, I could pack a suitcase. I could pack up jeans, socks, underwear, underwear, shirt, shirt, and a pair of shoes. And that's about all men can get in if you're really a man. Now, if you're dainty and frail, you're a girly man, you're not going to be packing as much in the suitcase. Anyway, pay a lower insurance deductible. A low deductible may seem appealing, but it's a mistake. I like the higher deductibles because you save a lot of money. Now, you're, it hurts if you have to use it, but it also saves you, you know, anywhere from $250 to $500 on your auto and homeowner's insurance over the year. So I'd rather have the higher deductible. And again, not everyone agrees with me, so keep that in mind. Uh, try not to be too careless with your information. That's one area where people cost themselves a lot of do re me. You know, identity theft, you have to spend about $472 on average to set things right. 11.6 million Americans change your ID every three months. Get new credit cards every couple of years. I'm not against putting stuff online, but only if you change your passwords every three months. Paying too much for healthcare. I don't even know if this even counts anymore. You know, there's sometimes you can get your company to get the shots and wealth, wealth fitness care, which for the record is going to become a very big thing, preventative maintenance for healthcare, the big HMOs, PPOs. Another area where you could waste a lot of money is being an early adopter. Do you really need the absolute positively newest iPad or can you get by with last year's model? You know, the Kindle, when it first came out, was 400 bucks. A couple years later, it's $100. Do you really need it? That's a big question for people. Buying crappy merchandise is an area where you lose money. Yeah, H&M clothes are cheap, but they also fall apart after one washing or two washing. Same thing with uh, you know, some of the things that you can get at Gap, Old Navy in particular. I'd rather buy quality than be replacing stuff all the time. Rental car damage. Never get rental car insurance because your insurance covers it. Just throwing it out there for you. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220, KDOW. So the domestic headlines today are pretty dramatic. Hospitals and some insurers are gaining after the ruling where the Supreme Court upheld health care overhaul. It's 18% of our economy, and it's about to become bigger. One of the biggest winners in Obamacare? Women. Women should pop the champagne and celebrate. Of the millions of uninsured, 19 million are women. 
up 10.3 million of the low income will now be covered by Medicaid by 2014 when the law goes into effect. The uninsured tend to use less medical care and therefore spend less than the insured, although they spend about $2.6 billion out of pocket every year. Being uninsured also leads to a greater risk of death. Women are big financial winners in the decision in other ways. And this is awesome. The first is the elimination of gender rating or charging women more because they're women. The National Women's Law Center recently found that in states that haven't banned the practice, over 90% of the best-selling plans charge women more than men, even though only 3% of them cover maternity services. Even when maternity care is excluded, almost a third of plans charge women at least 30% more than men for the same coverage. One plan even charges 25-year-old women 85% more than men, all told the practice cost women an extra billion dollars a year. I think women have been denied care because of pre-existing conditions. Pregnancy is a normal course of life. Is it a precondition? Is it a pre-existing condition? Or is it a normal course of life? Insurance companies have been known to treat women who seek coverage when they're pregnant as if they're pre-existing conditions. Even women who give birth through a previous cesarean section, about a third of all births, are thought to have a condition. Pretty crazy, right? So congratulations to women. I think uh, it's a big day for them. Again, I don't want to get too crazy in my thinking or my thoughts. Uh, so the headline's Obamacare, healthcare, right? But that's not what Wall Street's keying off of today. EU summit expected to drive headline trading. Euro is easing down against the dollar today. Weekly initial jobless claims meet expectations. Stocks are trying to trim losses. They're just doing a horrible job of it. We're at the end of the quarter. The Dow is down 133. The Nasdaq's down 40. And the S&P 500's down 13. Bank stocks are leading a broad decline on Wall Street because J.P. Morgan... There's a story in the New York Times saying that their losses could be as much as $9 billion. Now, that was already known, but apparently not well-known. Other things that we, uh, you know, last segment I was talking a little bit about things that we waste money on. We tend to overdo, aggressively overdo parties. So check yourself because you really, really don't want to wreck yourself. As far as, you know, entertaining your friends. It's cute and all, but people throw a lot of money away that they don't need to throw away. And that's sad. So your friends will still love you. You don't have to buy their love. Your neighbors will still love you. You don't have to buy their love. Unless you have extra money at the end of the year. Then, hey, if you want to do it, it's all up to you. But if you're not saving 15% of your salary... If you're not saving somewhere between $2,000 and $17,000 a year, you're basically probably going to be working until the day you die. With what was just passed for healthcare, I believe that people are going to save less, and I believe the government is going to spend more. You'll, you'll save less in large part. I sounded like a snake there, didn't I? I couldn't get the word out of my mouth. Psst. I was trying to find the word save. You'll save less in large part because now there's going to be a mandate that says you have to, you know, 
every month pay for your health care. It's not free. Go ask a senior citizen of Medicare, 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 Medi-Cal, Medicaid, Social Security, how wonderful those programs are. So Dollar General, Dollar Store, Family Dollar, showed some weakness today in the consumer. And I think there's some shifting consumer expectations about the U.S. economic outlook. There's some rising concern about the impending fiscal cliff when a number of major tax and spending changes take effect, unless Congress acts, suggesting investors should brace themselves for a spate of weaker-than-expected spending reports and increase in household savings. If you're not saving $2,000 to $17,000 a year, you're probably going to work till the day you die. You with me? There's growing fear over conditions in Europe and how that slows our growth into decelerating. Consumers are going to probably start taking steps right about now in Dollar Store, Dollar General, and Family Dollar are kind of showing us. You know, falling gasoline prices tend to put a little bit more money in the consumer's hand. And that's being offset because of behavior. Neither consumers nor firms appear willing to wait on U.S. policymakers to address the issue. So we're starting to save money now. Because next year we're thinking it's going to be $600 billion coming out of the economy. And $1 trillion. Nah, not that much. And you're going to see thousands of people laid off in the defense sector. Because a lot of cuts are going to go into the defense sector. So you can see easily 100,000 jobs lost next year in that sector. Unless something happens. So Obama's legacy... It's no longer at risk. He got his healthcare initiative through. And that'll probably be his legacy because it's economically speaking, not a lot going on there. Don't forget, I'm going to put my notes up on Twitter and Facebook. My Facebook group pages, I Hate Rob Black or Cron Rob Black, K R O N Rob Black. Like that page and you'll get all my content. Uh, you can email me, Rob at robblack.com. It's Rob at robblack.com. Don't be shy. You're listening to. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 